Hey. So, uh, this is a, <clears throat> a return to the classic, uh, the low production episodes. This is a Locathor audio only let's play. It's, uh, 10.09 at night and I realized, oh, I'm feeling kind of tired. I should, uh, I should just turn off the computer and go to bed. So I turned off the computer and, uh, then like exactly as as the screen and lights of the thing were going black we uh we had a realization this is the royal we by we i mean i i had a realization that um i hadn't put i hadn't put anything in the queue um i hadn't put an episode into into the the audio queue for tomorrow um, I have a bunch of Pikmin episodes recorded. I could turn on the computer and put a Pikmin episode. Um, I, I recorded a Pokemon episode, and I thought that I'd put it out tomorrow. But after I split the, uh, the audio off of the video, I didn't actually upload it. So, I mean, the computer's off. There's no going back. You can't load a video game, and you can't turn a computer back on once you've turned it off for the day. So, so we're going to play a game uh, on the Switch. And I'm just going to talk and narrate into the phone... A little bit. I'm I'm looking at the list of games. I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I feel like Golf Story is a good one. West of Loathing is a good one. Uh, ooh. West of Loathing has an update to download. All right. Well, is is this if this is going to take like a twenty seconds, we can do it. If it's going to take a long time, oh, four minutes remaining, three minutes remaining. Okay, let's go get some juice. Friends, it's a it's a quiet night. I had a bunch of chicken nuggets today with a whole bunch of ketchup. I might have had too many chicken nuggets. I'm feeling a little bit overstuffed. You know when you eat too much and you have that like overstuffed feeling because you ate too much on Thanksgiving or whatever. Hey, the brother just got home. Brother has been uh, driving all day. He just pulled up. So maybe he'll come say hi to us. Maybe he'll be too tired and just want to go to bed. But we got some juice. We got juice in the mason jar. It says two minutes remaining on the download. Don't worry, friends. It's going. It's going even while we get our juice. Mmm. Mmm. That's good. We got crayon apple juice. Um. <sighs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's uh, it's November 2nd. You all know what November 2nd in the evening feels like. Presumably because I'm going to post this after November 2nd and the evening has happened. So, um, I mean, you know, I'm just going to... I'm going to play West of Loathing 
because it's um, funnier. If you've never played Kingdom of Loathing, I think you're going to be in for a treat. If you have played Kingdom of Loathing, you're also going to be in for a treat because you know that we're in for some some well-written, punchy comedy. If you have already played West of Loathing, then you triple... Oh, hold on. Recording over here, so whatever you want to say and have be recorded, you can feel free to say. But also, you may have to tell Lyra to hush. All right, friends, West of Loathing updated. Yeah, he just came in. Uh, asymmetric. <clears throat> it's um. It's it's kind of loading, I guess. Ah, here we go. Let's turn that down a little bit. The music is okay, but I'm going to be narrating you all the important parts, because this game is very text-heavy. Um, so West of Loathing is a stick-character stick western game, western in the cowboy sense, not in the global sense. So we're going to just check the options. Uh, we're gonna go to music and turn the music way down. Oh, okay. So you, you use left left stick can go up and down, but music um, is on a slider that you control with the right stick. It's a very very odd design. We'll just turn the music to zero. Well, we'll turn it to ten percent. Sound effects on. Combat sounds on. Rumble on or off. Dialogue speed for. Uh, speed for dialogue, speed for combat, and speed for horse can all be set at 100% or above 100%. Alright, that's that looks fine. On the uh, menu screen, we can move around a little tiny uh, indicator, like a crosshairs. And then we can push ZL and ZR to, to shoot stuff. If we shoot the can of beans, then it moves around. If we shoot uh, a tumbleweed, it breaks. If we shoot an old alcohol jug or a bottle they smash if we shoot the ground we get little dust clouds this is great oh wait i hit continue on accident uh haha <laughs> i meant to hit new game thankfully on the switch you can easily uh leave a game and rejoin the game by just hitting home and then uh, x x closes the program and then you just hit a uh twice once to select the program once to select the profile that were you, that you were using a moment ago, and the game's already rebooting. So we're gonna hit new game. Uh, now we have uh, this looks like the side of like a carnival game uh, with the little uh, the little ducks and the little targets that go around in a um, in um, at a carnival. Uh, or a fair, or something like that. Oh, that's odd. So every time I shoot a little tiny duck with one of these uh, bonuses, to the right-hand side of the screen, there's a poster that says Wanted for Protagonizing. Ruth McCree. Reward. And then there's a number of meat. Meat is the currency in the Loathing Kingdoms. Uh, because one day he added a currency system... And he wanted to draw like a gold coin or whatever, but he didn't have any gold coins drawn, and he didn't want to draw a new thing, 
So he had a slab of meat drawn, and he just used a slab of meat as the currency icon. And ever since, the game has used meat as a currency. Um, so if I shoot... If I shoot uh, along the top, I can pick some default male, female, uh, bear, owl, and cat names, such as feminine names, Lola Cassidy, Mabel Connor, and Edith Bowie. And like, there's a lot in here. It's like using a random generator. Uh, masculine names, Dick Maverick, Dick Cassidy, Pete Ford, and Gil Simmons. The bear has Grizzly Marston, Grizzly Connor, Orson Hollister, Bear Johnson. The owl has Eagle Ware, Crane Scott, Bird Cody, Jay Carson, and the cat has names like Felix Jones, Leonard Cogburn, and Tony Canton, and Tiger Roosevelt. We can put in dice and get like just a totally random name. Sylvester Mayfield, that sounds good. We're going to play that. We pick play. Play as Sylvester Mayfield. Are you going? Are you? Yeah. We're going to play as Sylvester Mayfield. I had the strangest dream. I was choosing a character class. The character class options are Cowpuncher, Beanslinger, and Snake Oiler. Now, friends, I've played this once on PC when it first came out, and then I like them... Uh, I like the, the people that work at this company so much um, that I paid for another $11 and got the Switch game. The game is $11 on Switch or on Steam. Um, and so previously I played as the Beanslinger. I I feel like I want to play as a different class. The Beanslinger is like a wizard type. The Snake Oiler is like a rogue type. And the Cowpuncher is like a fighter type. I really like the Beanslinger a lot. I feel like maybe I should play something new, but um, uh, all right, we'll do a cowpuncher. Cowpunchers solve their problems with their fists, whether it's shaking them at a disagreeable feller in a disreputable saloon or using them to punch a slightly more disagreeable feller in a slightly less reputable saloon. You've heard that cowpunchers are in demand in the West since cow puncher, since the cows came home, which stands to reason. The cows aren't going to punch themselves, after all. I want to be a cowpuncher, or, on second thought, let's read the descriptions of the other classes. Magic and cooking are inextricably intertwined in loathing, and the beanslinger is the mystical master of both. You've heard there's a shortage of cooks out West. All right, on second thought, snake oiler. Snake oilers rely on their moxie and chutzpah to tame snakes, their fearlessness to extract potent oils from their snakes, and their cleverness to manufacture and sell potions from those oils. Um, um, I'm still really tempted by the beanslinger. I love me a magic bean. We're going to go with cowpuncher. I want to be a cowpuncher. Your room. I can use left stick to move. Um, in the upper corner, I can use a uh, Y. Y can adjust how much of the HUD uh, indicators I see. I have zero meat. If I push L, I can look at my character page. If I push uh, ZR, I can look at my inventory. And if I push R, I can look at my settings. Um, I can also move with the left stick or the plus pad. Uh, goodbye, desk. I can comb my hair. You comb your hair one last time. You gain one XP. Howdy, Russell. How you doing? Caw! I'm gonna miss you, buddy. 
Kaka! You grab a cricket from your cricket bag and feed it to Russell. He coos appreciatively and nuzzles your hand. Goodbye, Russell. Be good. Russell's a pet bird, in case you didn't catch that. Uh, goodbye, phonograph. I'm gonna turn it off. You pull the needle away from the cylinder and stow the handle away. And now the background music's actually turned off. That's very nice. Uh, you s read the spine of one of your books, Escape from Monster Castle. That was one of my favorites. I can read another title. Gene Drew and the Haunted Woods. Libby Jones and the Cursed Graveyard. And, and so they're really big on uh, word lists and like Mad Lib style content generation where you, you, you can generate random names and stuff. So there's there's like a random name. Oh, hey. If you, if you check it a few times, you get a book. You actually can pull a book off the shelf. Walking Stupid, uh, which we now have a new inventory item. Our newest stuff is a walking stupid. This book tells the tale of a renegade sheriff who is really, really bad at walking. And then in blue text, there's like a blue text which like explains a mechanical effect. And it says, unlocks stupid walking as an option. I'm going to read it. You read the book from cover to cover and learn how to walk really stupidly. You got a perk, stupid walking. Nice. You accidentally drop the book and then ruin it by stepping on it 30 times while trying to pick it up. Oops. So that, that's, that item's gone. I can, I can literally go into the settings now with R. And there's a new... Uh, ooh, okay. We have some character options that weren't there on the main menu. Automatically spend uh, experience. We're going to turn this off. Show combat grid. Turn on. Nerd mode. Displays a log describing what happens in combat. Provides a few other pieces of metagame information in various places. Oh, we're going to turn that on because that'll be great because then I can read it to you. Save inventory options. Remember to inventory filtering and sorting options instead of defaulting to everything and new. Yeah, I think we want that. Colorblind mode. You never know. I think the joke is that this game is in black and white, so it's already colorblind friendly. There's like black and white and then blue text for mechanics, and that's everything in the game. Uh, stupid walking. I'm going to turn it on. Some of them aren't even really aux walks. So now, every time we do the control stick, our character does a different walk animation. There's skating, there's like they sort of hunch down and wave their hands in the air like it's a dance. There's a sort of a tap dancing type motion. Uh, let's see. There's one where you walk on one arm and one leg repeatedly. Um, what a mess. I'm going to stack some firewood. There we go. You gain one XP. So we're getting experience for clicking on stuff. That's that's good. You want to, well, The game wants us to click on stuff. This hearth really puts the hearth in hearth and home. This is a nice fireplace. You're going to miss mom's cooking. It's mom's pie safe. It keeps all her pies safe. You'll miss meals with the family. So let's go into another room. You pick up one of your brother's weird books and flip through it. Uber die Darstellbacket ein Funktion der ein Trigonometrikreich. Just the title page gives me a headache. You pick up one of your brother's weird books and flip through it. Lections Geometrique? None of this makes a lick of sense to me. Uh, you pick up one of your brother's weird books and flip through it. Tractus Logico Philosophicus. Just the title page gives me a headache. Toys. Ooh, it's your brother's toy box. Look us inside. Hey, we got a puzzle cube. Let's find out about the puzzle cube. This is one of your kid brother's weird puzzles. We're going to fiddle with it. Your brother already had it most of the way solved, but you figure out your last couple of moves. You gain one experience. Uh, and if we fiddle with it again, you already solved it. And if you mess it up again, it'll be messed up forever. All right. The brother's bed is very tidy. It's covered with all his weird diagrams and charts. 
I guess our brother is some sort of like very well-learned character, and um, we're dreaming of becoming a cowpuncher, so... At the family's farm, we can talk to Mom. Your mom smiles warmly as you approach. I'm leaving now, Mom. We're gonna miss you, kiddo. Oh, and before you leave, I got you a present. A present? Yep, that book you want is for Crimbo. I know it's early, but... Um... Let's see... I'm. I. And this is a choice option. I can pick. I can get picking locks, desert survival, or bartering. I think I'm gonna get desert survival. That's the one. Enjoy it. You got an item: dessert and eating and drinking. Oh, desert eating and drinking. Please be careful out there. Write us a letter when you can. She hugs you. I will, mom. Goodbye. So let's use that item. Uh, this book contains everything you need to know to turn the harsh, unforgiving desert into your own personal buffet, and the best part is that the buffet also has an open bar. Gives you the foraging skill. You read the book and learn all sorts of tricks for squeezing extra stuff out of cactuses and whatnot. You got the skill foraging. Unfortunately, while practicing your techniques, you accidentally squeeze the book into book juice, which it turns out isn't a real thing. Aw. Book's gone now. So Dad's, uh, morosely jabbing at the haystack. Uh, I can pick that does the hat doesn't fit you, Dad. Or time for me to leave, Dad. I'm gonna hit the hat doesn't fit you. <laughs> Dad says I'll grow into it. It's time for me to leave. His lips quiver a little. Listen, I want you to have this. It's your grandmother's brass knuckles. You got an item, brass knuckles. Thank him. Thanks, Dad. Good. Good luck out there. Be sure to say goodbye to your mother. I already did. Goodbye, Dad. Um. Your brother Rufus is standing here looking nervous. He's pretty good at looking nervous. Give him his puzzle back. You hand him the puzzle. He starts fidgeting with it. Hey, Rufus. Time for me to head west. I still don't understand why you're leaving. He's got a point, you know. Why are you going west anyway? Options are to help people, to seek my fortune, and to get off this stupid farm. I'm going to say to help people. You've read the papers, Rufus. The people out west are in trouble. They need all the help they can get. But it's so dangerous. 60% of the people who go west get killed within a year, and that statistic is from before the cows came home. I'll be okay. Okay, if you say so. I think you'll be dead by Crimbo. I'll miss you, Rufus. Okay. You give him a playful punch in the arm, and then leaves. So this silly walk is you scoot like a dog that has poop on his butt. Um, if you try to go to the woods, or if you try to go to the right, or east, or however we want to think of it, then that's as a bunch of trees. We can't go that way. And if we go to the left, we can go west, young man. West of Loathing. Hitchin' a ride. We're on the back of a wagon full of turnips. Director, Zach Johnson. Cinematographer, Victor Thompson. Film editor, Kevin Simmons. Dialect coach, Riff Connor. Stunt coordinator, Wes Cleveland. Key grip, Chris Moyer. I recognize most of these names, although some of them I only recognize from like their usernames. Boom operator, Ryan Ike. Like, I don't recognize Ryan Ike's name. 200 miles later, dot dot dot. Dirt water, 300 miles off to the left. And we bump off the back of the turnip truck. Well, the bad news is that you fell off that cart and got knocked out for a couple of hours, and now you've got no ride, no meat, and no prospects. The good news is that you're in a town rather than a gulch somewhere. Not much of a town, though. Get up and dust yourself off. 
the town of Boring Springs. A turnip. All right, we have a dusty turnip. Uh, there's a drunk who walks by. He says, I'll tell you when I've had enough. Oh, oh, we can, if we bump into the cactus, the character says crap. A sign on the door reads, gone drinking at the BS horsery. Oop, stuck, stumped in cow poop. Bumped into a cactus. Let's go inside the saloon. So you walk into the saloon. The crazy-eyed guy sitting to the left of the door shrieks and waves at you to get your attention. Hey, where's your hat, Dagnabbit? Well, uh, you can't drink in here without a hat. Taint proper. He points at the take-a-hat-leave-a-hat box next to the door. All right, I'm going to check out the box. You look through the hat box and find a sturdy-looking Stetson. That looks like something you'd wear. Grab it. You grab an item. Four-gallon hat. You grab the hat and put it on. Thanks, er, Pete. Thanks, Pete. He gives you a friendly, if somewhat twitchy, nod. Say, feller. Yeah? You heading west? If and you want some company, I'll be more than happy to come along. Just let me know. Weller, no pressure. All right, I'll keep it in mind. What do you say, Pete? Who, me? Well, heck, I say all kinds of things. For instance, ding dang it, some fork-toned goblin jumped my claim. Uh-huh. Pete takes a swig of whiskey. See you later, Pete. It's a spittoon. People spit into it. You know, without even looking in that, it's absolutely disgusting. Options are ignore it or look in it. Friends, I think we know what we gotta do. We're gonna look in it. Yeah, it's full of spit. Regular spit. Gross tobacco spit. Chewing gum. And it looks like a few teeth as well. It's disgusting. And the smell! Even from a distance, it smells horrible. Look closer or look elsewhere. We're gonna look closer. You're now on your hands and knees, peering into a filth-encrusted spittoon. I don't... I don't understand what is wrong with you. Wait, is there something shining in this spittoon? We can get it or forget it. We're gonna get it. You reach your hand toward the spittoon, even before you touch it. You can feel the grossness in the air, like a greasy fog enveloping the stinking brass horror. It smells like the vomit trough at a, mes at a mesquite barbecue eating contest. You hesitate. I can never mind or never surrender. You plunge your hand into the awful goop. It makes a sound like glop. Your skin is burning. Your eyes start to water. Escape or search. Your fingers make contact with something. You pull your hand out of the devil's terrine slowly, not daring to risk splashing the contents all over yourself. You appear to have gotten some kind of ring. Probably some kind of disease as well. Congratulations! You got an item. Nasty ring. Hooray! Let's equip the nasty ring. Oh, it's automatically equipped for us. That's good. Uh... So it looks like we have a nasty ring, a four-gallon hat, gives a, the ring gives us plus one in each stat to muscle, mysticality, and moxie. Uh, four-gallon hat gives us plus one muscle, the brass knuckles is four to five damage, and the dusty turnip increases all of our stats by one for the rest of the day. Um, but we don't need it right now, so we're going to save that. There's a sleeping man at a table, some people playing cards. These two are playing poker, or at least trying to. They keep looking back and forth from the hands to the how-to-play-poker card that came with their deck, biting their lips and concentrating really hard. Oh, so there's a grayed-out option for can I play, but I don't have 20 meat, so I say good luck, you two, and walk away. Uh, I can go to the take-a-hat-leave-a-hat, but it says you already have a hat. What would you do with two? Um, let's see. Oh, there's a man at the piano. It says I should probably leave him alone, and I can't talk to him. Uh, oh, there's a back room, but I can't go in because it requires lockpicking. There's a woman at the bar. She stares at you. You should probably just let her drink. And then we can talk to another guy at the bar. Howdy, Sylvester. Howdy, Sylvester. I'm Horace. Oh, howdy, I'm Sylvester. 
Hey, Sylvester, I'm Horace. Nice to meet you. What do you do? I'm the town hostler. I don't know what that is. I'm the town horse seller guy. Gotcha. How's that working out for you? Oh, those horses just flying out the doors. So business is booming? Nice. No, I mean the horses keep running away. I haven't sold one in ages. Oh, is that why you're drinking here instead? A yip, and me being in here drinking instead of watching the horses is probably how they keep escaping. It's one of those vicious circle things. Well, I'm in need of a horse. Do you have any left? One, kind of boring one, but it's got four legs and a back to sit on. Come see me at the stable. I'll be happy to show you. Well, okay. Uh, we talk to the bartender. You walk up to the bar and wait patiently for the bartender to notice you. While you're waiting, you see a sign taped to the back wall reading, Reward for Lost Mugs, 25 each. Keep waiting. The bartender finally notices you. Howdy, cowboy. Howdy, barkeep. Name Sylvester. What brings you to our little backwater? Oh, the usual. Came out west to make my fortune, not having much luck so far, though. Any work around these parts? Unfortunately, Boring Springs already has more people in it than jobs. It's more of an errand town, if you catch my meaning. If you're looking for a real job, I'd recommend talking to the railroad people up by Dirtwater. So I can ask about the railroad, Dirtwater, or errands. Let's ask about errands. You mentioned errands? Yeah, this forsaken burg is always falling apart in one way or another. The hostler's always needing help since he's hurt his leg, and that no-account sheriff could certainly stand to have somebody doing his job for him. Anything else? Well, I've got a goblin loose in the basement. Some cowpoke in the gulch didn't wipe his boots off and got spores everywhere. I can probably handle a goblin. Much obliged. I'll unlock the basement door for you. Oh, and you'll need this. You got an item. Weak fungicide. I'll take care of it. So, let's go to the basement. Let's fight a goblin. Ooh, now that we're underground, we have a lantern, and so we can only sort of... We can, we can see everywhere, but we can see much better close to the lantern. There's some newspapers. We're going to take an old newspaper. You got an item. Boring Springs Gazette, April 20th, 1895. There's a crate of Nurse brand whiskey. Good for what ails you. I'm going to grab a bottle. I guess we never established your age. Good thing the legal drinking age here is can reach the top of the bar. You got an item. Nurse brand whiskey. And here's this goblin. The goblin shouts, Bree York! I can attack the goblin, which will initiate a fight. So let's do that. Fight, fight, fight! Doing round one. All right. So uh, now... There's, uh, I would call it like a Fire Emblem style uh, grid. It's not like a full battle grid. It's more like the, there's sort of a 3x3 three three that I'm in the middle of, and there's a 3x3 three three on the right that the goblin's in the middle of. And later in the game, you can get more, more people on your different sides. Right now, there's just the two of us. So uh, I'm picking an action. I have one action point. I can do a melee attack, a pistol attack, I can beef up once per fight, your muscle increase by two, and this won't end your turn. I can first aid once per fight, recover HP, and this will not end your turn. I can surrender, or I can use my weak fungicide, which won't end my turn and will deal 25 damage to the target if the target is a goblin. Well, it looks like the goblin has 25 HP, so we're going to use that fungicide. That defeats the goblin. The goblin's fungal flesh disintegrates as it suffers 25 damage. A goblin is defeated. Victory! Having dispatched the goblin, you pat yourself on the back for a job well done. XP! You gain 3 XP! Head back upstairs. Alright. Let's go back upstairs. Howdy. Howdy, good to see you again, Sylvester. 
You tip your hat to the bartender. I took care of that goblin. Thank you kindly, Sylvester. I knew you was a stand-up feller the moment you walked in here. She reaches under the bar and grabs a bag of meat. Here you go. It's the least I can do by way of thanks. You gain 200 meat. Tip your hat. Um, uh, I can say, just thought I'd say howdy, which probably leaves. Or I can say, who's that lady drinking whiskey out of a beer mug? That's Susie. She's a rancher from nearby. A real tough broad. I ain't recommend you pester her. Why's that? Lost her whole family to a cow attack recently. Got some pent-up frustrations about it. Ouch. Well, we'll leave her alone. But now we can play cards. Can I play? They look at you nervously. Look, I have some meat. Let's play. This is going to give up 20 meat. You put 20 meat on the table and sit down before they can say no. One of them shuffles the cards sloppily and deals a new round. You get a pair of tens plus a two, a three, and a king. I can bet conservatively, I can bet aggressively, which requires moxie two, or I can bet crazily, which requires moxie three. I don't have moxie three, so I'm going to bet aggressively. Yeehaw, I'll bet 15 meat. They look at each other nervously, but they both call your bet. Okay, read them and weep. You show your pair of tens plus two, three king. The guy on the left has a full house, two jacks and three aces, and the gal on the right somehow has a straight flush, two through six in hearts. Intimidate them. Intimidate in one. You explain that jacks are worth 9 points each, giving the guy on the left a total of 21 points to the guy on the right's 20, and you're 25 plus a king. And the king means that they either have to pay you in human teeth or an extra 10 meat each. They gasp and push more meat across the table at you. You click your winnings and stand up. They thank you for helping them learn the game. You gain 50 meat. Walk away. That's right. That's the kind of game this is, folks. Um... So our whiskey is doesn't have any nurse brand whiskey. This whiskey is too cheap for you to even consider drinking it. And given your leg, legendarily low standards, that's really saying something. The Boring Springs Gazette. This is a copy of Boring Springs newspaper from about six weeks ago. And then everything else we've already seen. Uh, so our stats are Muscle 3, Mysticality 2, Moxie 2, HP 20, AP 1, Speed 1, Stomach 0 out of 1, Liver 0 out of 1, and Spleen 0 out of 1. Uh, stomach lets us eat food, uh, Liver lets us drink alcohol, and Spleen lets us consume special things. Alright, this is the Sheriff's Office. Let's talk to the Sheriff. Hi, stranger. Welcome to Boring Springs. I'm the Sheriff in these parts. The what? He says. The Sheriff. Okay, Blasted Sign Painters. Say, you wouldn't happen... Oh, I say. The, the joke is that first he says, I'm the sheriff, because he pronounces it with one F, and then your character says, the what? And then he pronounces it with two Fs. Say, you wouldn't happen to be looking for work, would you? Uh, as a matter of fact, I am. Great, because I happen to have some. There's a gang of hoodlums around, these, around here, what call themselves the Fricker Gang. Last time I arrested one of them, they busted him out and took my cell door with them. It ain't, uh, well... It ain't much good without the door. And? And I need somebody tough, smart, and or slick to go fetch it back for me. Why don't you do it? You're the sheriff, after all. I gotta stay here and practice my chair tipping. Okay, I'll give it a shot. Funny you should say that, because I'm sending the deputy along with you to keep I out of trouble. He takes a pistol out of his desk and hands it to you. You got an item. Deputy pistol. Deputy? You deputized a gun? You're new here in town. Maybe you ain't noticed, but there ain't much to do here except drink. Here, let me write down the Fricker's Gang's hideout for you. He makes a little note on your map. You discovered a new map location, the Fricker Gang's hideout. Got it. I'll be back with the door. Oh, wait, there was a beer on the ground in there. Let's see if we can get it. Ooh, a recovered mug. 
Let's take it to the bar. Howdy, good to see you again, Sylvester. I found this mug. Much obliged. You hand the recovered mug and collect your bounty. 25 meat. You tip the bartender. Take your leave. Alright, let's see if we can get a horse. Afternoon, sir. What can I do for you? How's business? Oh, you know, every day I'm hustling. I try to tell you the truth, though. It's pretty terrible. All my horses keep running away. Well, except this completely ordinary one. It's rough. Maybe I can help. Oh, God, yes. Thank you, please. I'd go fetch myself, except for this injury. I'll give you 300 meat each for finding them. How many are there? Three. Here, let me see your map. They pretty much always run always to the same places. He draws little pictures on your map. Uh, the Orhole Mine, the Boring Springs Boneyard, and the Thousand Snakes Gulch. Uh, why these places? I think they like environments that are thematically appropriate. Here, when you find one, feed it some of these oats. That should send it back here. A bag of homing oats. How does that work? They're special pigeon-infused oats. Okay, will do. See you later. It says horses of thousands meet. This is the most typical horse you've ever seen. Well, we got 275 meat. Uh, dirt water, 300 miles, 300 miles. If you try to go off, it says 300 miles is too far to go on foot. You'll need a horse. All right, so I guess we can go off to the right-hand side. There's a trader. Step right up, step right up. Brad's the name and trades the game. Braid? Is it Braid? B-R-A-D-E. Braid's the name and trades the game. You seriously doubt that his name is Braid. Howdy, Braid. What are you trading? Well, sir, today I'm trading locks for soap and a stick of dynamite for a needle. And to the cunning Skinner who brings me three rattlesnake hides, well, that adventurous soul will find a fine silver pocket watch. Uh, well, no trades right now, thanks. The doctor is closed. If you try to go to the door, it says, Get lost. There's a man dressed up in a cactus suit. You approach the weird cactus man hybrid. He smiles at you. Howdy, cactus man. Howdy yourself. And the name's Bill. Cactus Bill. What happened to you, Bill? Well, to be honest, partner... I drank too much cactus beer, and it turned me into a cactus. Doc Alice warned me this had happened, but I didn't listen. And that's why they call you Cactus Bill? Nope, just coincidence. Oh, does it hurt? Does what hurt? You know, being a, a cactus? Oh, ha, no, it's actually kind of nice. The natural fermentation process inside the cactus part of me keeping me pretty drunk most of the time. I guess it's a mite boring. Yeah, I bet. I wouldn't be so bad if I had something to read. You don't happen to have a newspaper or anything, do you? Give him that newspaper. You give him the newspaper you found in the basement of the saloon. Oh, much obliged, partner. Now let's see here. What can I do to return the favor? Oh, I know my shovel. I left it behind the outhouse at Orhole Mines. It's yours if you find and get it. I'm sure you'll find a use for it. Thank him. Behind the outhouse at Orhole Mines. Got it. Thanks, Bill. Don't mention it. Now if you could just kind of stick that newspaper to my face before you leave. Stick the newspaper to him. And now he's holding a newspaper. Uh, if you go off to the right, it says Topeka 60 mile. Nope, you aren't allowed in Topeka anymore. Remember, by the way, you can use the ZL or minus buttons to open your map and travel to new locations. Oh, okay. Make your own damned guide to Boring Springs and its environments. So we have the town of Boring Springs in the middle, and we can go to a lot of options. Let's go to the Fricker Gang's hideout. The Fricker Gang's hideout. Ooh, there's a gang member sleeping. Thud Fricker, the Fricker Gang's intrepid lookout, appears to be taking a little nap. Uh, f just shoot him. That doesn't seem very sportsmanlike. You sure you want to do that? I can pick yes or on second thought, let him live. I'll pick on second thought, let him live. The It's a beer barrel cactus. I'm going to harvest it. 
You squeeze a mug's worth of flowers. You got an item. Mug of cactus beer. You got a pile of random stuff the Fricker Gang stole. Finders keepers. You got 25 meat and a pair of silver cufflinks? And a recovered mug. Um, so we're going to go inside the cave. Alright, we got our little lantern effect. There's a guy sleeping in a bathtub. One of the Fricker boys is dozing in a bathtub. I'm going to tie him up. You grab a nearby length of rope and carefully tie his hands together. And then the handles of the tub. The sheriff can come collect him later. You got a perk. Honorable. Let sleeping bandits lie. There's a, there's a cauldron over a campfire, but I can't use it. You cautiously approach the Fricker gang. They're pretty engrossed in their poker game, so it doesn't actually require that much caution. You hide behind a barrel and eavesdrop on their conversation for a bit. The one with the eye patch is quiet, but you gather his name is Snipe, and that squirrely one is his brother, Wimpy. What's your play here? I can approach them and talk, or leave with a lot of alerting them. I'm going to approach them and talk. Howdy, boys. Deal me in. The one without the eye patch raises an eyebrow at you. Who are you? How'd you get past Thud and Soapy? What do you want? I'm here for the sheriff's door. I'll show you the door. The door to hell! He reaches for his gun. Okay, then. A fight it is. <sighs> Alright. So, we have Snipe Fricker and Wimpy Fricker. Snipe Fricker has 5 hit points. Wimpy Fricker has 20. So, I feel like we're going to do a pistol attack versus Snipe Fricker. Minus six damage, and he goes down. Wimpy fires his gun in a random direction, hitting nothing. All right. Uh, I'm going to do melee damage to a melee attack versus Wimpy Fricker. Let's see if I can do it. Okay, yeah. I walk over, punch him for seven damage, and then walk back to my square, like a Final Fantasy character does. And then he shoots me for four damage. It says, you hit Wimpy Fricker with a basic melee attack muscle and deal seven damage. Wimpy gets lucky with one of his wild shots and hits you. Alright, so he's got 13 uh, out of 20, and, uh, oh, I've got 16 out of 20. Alright, so, so we're probably going to win if we just keep punching hard. Uh, Wimpy Fires is around in a random direction, dealing nothing, and we did 8 damage, so one more. Yeah, down he goes. Victory. The leaders of the Fricker Gang are dead by your hand. The sheriff will be proud of you, though you're not sure how your mother would feel. You gain 10 experience. Time to recover the sheriff's door. Ooh, there's a mug on the table. Let's grab the mug. There's a pile of Fricker's ill-gotten gains. 50 meat. Got the sheriff's cell door. Alright. Walk out of the cave. And stupid walk. Um... Actually, oh, I forgot. We just, uh, we just... Oh, we can go off. This is a little different from the PC version, so I'm kind of getting used to it. All right, if you walk off the map, it'll... If you walk off the zone, it'll take you to, like, the world map. But I probably could have pushed the world map anyway. So we're going to return the sheriff's door first. Um, we still only have 350 meat right now, so we can't buy a horse yet. But if we go to the sheriff's... We can return this door. I see the Fricker gang hasn't put a stop to your breathing. Did you rescue my cell door? You hand the sheriff his door, and he hangs it back on its hinges. Nice work, stranger. This here prison cell just got about four times more secure. Are there any Fricker boys left for me to round up? Yeah, one or two that are asleep on the job. 
I'll go around him much shortly then. Looks like I owe you a reward. He produces a bag of meat. You gain 400 meat. Got another little task for you if you got the time. Should be a lot simpler than the last one. What you need? Well, the frickers busted the lock when they took the door. Gonna need a new lock. I'll keep an eye out. I don't think we've seen a lock yet. But we have a random uh, mug. So we're gonna return the mug to the bartender. Found these mugs. 50 meat. You tip your hat to the bartender and take your leave. All right, we're at 800, but it's still 1,000 for a horse. So we have to go do at least one of these uh, horse collections. We'll probably go to the Orhol Mine, because that's where we can get a shovel. If we go, let's see. Oh, here's the outhouse. Look behind. Hey, he wasn't kidding. Now, this would have been a funny thing to kid about, I guess. So you got an item, a shovel. There's still some meat ore in this cart. I'm going to dig through it. Score 50 meat. Uh, oh, we got a dirty mug. Recovered mug. Let's go inside the mine. Orhole mine inside. This mechanism is labeled Cargo Elevator Control. A poster on the wall behind reads, 1. Blasting Cap Storage. 2. Plungers. Both kinds. 3. Tools. Where do you want to send the cargo elevator? Uh, we're going to go Blasting Cap Storage. These crates are all labeled blasting caps. The period is part of the label, but that's why it's inside the quotes like that. All right, we're going to grab one. Dang it, looks like you're going to need a crowbar to pry one of the crates open. Well, this minecart is full of stuff. You find a disgusting chunk of meat ore. You got an item. Unrefined meat nugget. This looks dangerous. At least there's no plunger hole looked up to it. Okay, okay. So there's a TNT barrel without a plunger or a blasting cap. So we're going to go to level 3 with the elevator. And it goes down, and it comes back up. It's a toolbox, but it's locked. Oh, I can't pick it. Hmm, what if I send the elevator to level 2? The plungers. The sign lied, though. There's only the one kind. All right, we got a detonation plunger. Can we hook it up? Hook up the plunger to it. Fighting against your instincts for self-preservation, you've hooked up a plunger and strung it a fair distance away. Alright, so if I go to tools, it's still going to be locked and I still won't be able to pick it, right? Yeah. Until we get lockpicking skill, we can't do anything at Orhole Mine. Alright, we'll go to the Boring Springs Boneyard. Alright. We're in a graveyard. There's a dirty mug. There's some graves. There's a there's a grizzly tree. A skeleton. You're not getting past it without a scuffle. Well, the skeleton's buried in the ground, so we can choose not to fight it. But we're going to have to scuffle with that skeleton to get past it. All right, you got the jump on him. An agitated skeleton. Let's give him a punch. Uh, the skeleton attacks, does three damage to us. So also you'll note that, like, Every start, every fight, you start at full hit points. So there's no, like, healing between battles. You just automatically healed. Which makes the game balance a lot easier, they said. And honestly, I'm fine with it. Alright, here's the ghost horse. Your pulse quickens as you get near the spooky translucent horse. Approach her. You approach the weird semi-transparent horse cautiously so as to not startle her. Though you quickly come to the realization that this is not a horse that's startled easily. Hello there. Uh, hi. I, I'm a friend, okay? It's a little strange. How did you do that without opening your mouth? We can feed her the oats or pat her on the nose. Let's feed her the oats. 
Here you go, girl. Have some oats. You hold out a handful of oats for the horse, but she just sort of stares right through you. Burr. Uh, please don't look at me like that. Snort. Uh, well, let's pat her on the nose. You pat the horse's nose, which is very cold. If you were going to ride her, you would want an extra saddle blanket to keep your butt from freezing. All right, let's try those oats again. You hold the oats out again, but the horse continues to ignore them. What's the matter? Are they not spooky enough? I'm not sure how to make the oats spooky. I guess I could put some bone meal in them, but I don't have anything handy to grind up those bones. Grave dirt? Winnie! Is that a yes? Weird. Okay. Add some grave dirt to the bones. You sprinkle the oats with just a little bit of grave dirt and hold them out again. The horse grazes expressionlessly at them, then eats them. Oh, gazes expressionlessly at them, then eats them. Nay! And with that, she glides away in the direction of the town. Bizarre, but... Um... Horse, horse complete. If I push minus, we can go to Thousand Snakes Gulch. Alright, so we're in a gulch. We've got some cactuses. Ooh, one of those rocks is really shiny. Let's grab it. You got a really shiny rock. Oop, this cactus has got to, got to not walk on the cactuses. There's some little tiny shrubs. There's a snake. This snake looks sleepy, but it's not that sleepy. We can either fight it or walk away. So we're going to fight it. Um, let's punch a snake. It's got 10 hit points. So basically, this is like the skeleton. We can just punch it twice and get a victory. The game isn't meant to be hard. You have slain a snake. Before long, they'll call you Snake Murder and Sylvester. Three experience. Uh, Thousand Snakes Gulch. Well, it's not called One Snake Gulch. Whoa, they're quick. The snake, snake strikes first. And they did three damage with a bite and a poison. And I've got a little one above my head. I don't know if that means one more turn or one damage per turn forever. But this snake has 15 HP, so... Hmm, I guess I guess we'll do a punch first, and then we'll use our, our Band-Aid if we get closer to death. All right, we took three damage from the bite and one damage from poison. The melee damage is seven to eight, and it's got eight hit points, so we might take it out. Oh yeah, victory. He made short work of that long snake. You get three experience. Oh boy. This snake looks really angry. You're going to need every trick in the book to beat this one. And then uh, our fight commands, like our fight option says, I'm good at tricks. Whoa, they're quick. The snake bites you using muscle for four damage and one poison. All right, so... Our melee attack is going to do six to seven damage versus this snake. I guess the snake has more toughness. Uh, I'm going to use beef up, which will increase our muscle by two. A character sort of like shakes his arms as if to summon all his might. Uh, so I, an action point. Oh, so the action point separate from our, our melee attack or pistol attack. So now we can do a pit, a melee attack. Uh, it was uh five to or six to seven now it's eight to nine so we got plus two damage on our attacks so we did eight damage he bites us for two we take one poison damage so we are at 12 and he's at 12 so we're gonna do a melee attack again and then he's gonna bite us again 
And I think we got this one in the bag. We do our final melee attack. Yeah! An angry rattlesnake has defeated. Victory! <clears throat> nice work. If the whole cowboy thing doesn't work out, you could always take a job as a snake exterminator. Nine experience. Alright, we got to the horse. This horse has gone snake crazy, or maybe he was some other kind of crazy before. Approach him. Hey there, boy. Hey, fella. I I'm a friend, okay? Nee! It's cool, alright? Be cool. Don't freak out at me. Winnie? I can look him in the eyes or pat his nose. I'm gonna pat his nose. That worked before. You carefully and gently pat the horse's nose. He twitches a bit. Okay, a lot. But seems to recognize that you aren't gonna eat his eyes or suck out his soul or whatever madness is bouncing around in that skull of his. That's a good boy. Urgh! Look him in the eyes. You calmly look the horse in the eyes. One of them is fixed in a glassy thousand-yard stare, and the other is revolving madly in its socket, like he's thinking of trying to escape in every direction simultaneously. He looks to be calming down a little now that it's clear that you aren't made of spiders. I can feed him the oats. Are you hungry, boy? I've got a little treat for you. Schnurf. You feed the crazy horse some of the homing oats, and it gallops away in a whinny. Or rather, a Hopefully he's headed home and not into the 12th dimension. Cool. Well, Interesting. that's the end of Thousand Snakes Gulch. Let's go back to Boring Springs. Um, the BS Horsery. We've got the typical horse, the pale horse, and the crazy horse. Looks like my pale horse made it back safe. Thanks for your help. 300 meat. Anytime. Oh, also thanks for finding my crazy horse. He was eating loco weed again, wasn't he? 300 meat. Not that I noticed. Afternoon, sir. What can I help you? You said something earlier about an injury? Yeah, I busted my knee while mucking out the showroom. Don't ask how it's embarrassing. I was going to get Doc Alice to have a look at it, but she gave up doctoring. Why'd she do that? Nobody knows. She just showed herself up in the office. She said she wouldn't talk to anyone except Nurse Whiskey. Is that an actual nurse, or... I'm pretty sure she was just being sarcastic. I see. Well, we have a Nurse Whiskey bottle. So I think we're going to go on over and talk to that Doc. Uh, this silly walk is like the, the Russian dance where they get down short and they, like, they kick their knees out in front and then, and then they, like, they have their arms crossed and they kick their legs out while they're sort of squatting down. Get lost, offer the whiskey. Whiskey delivery for you, Doc. What brand? Nurse whiskey. Your favorite, I'm led to believe. Didn't know she makes house calls. All right, hold on. You hear a rattle as she unlocks the door. Doc Alice looks to be about in her fifties. Her hair is graying and her face is lined, but her eyes are still clear and sharp, if bloodshot. She holds out her hand. Whiskey. Stat. Give it to her. She cracks open the whiskey and fills a small flat she takes out of her pocket. Then she puts the flask back in her pocket and starts chugging out of the bottle. Jeez, Doc, that, that doesn't seem healthy. Who's the doctor here? Me or you? Okay, point taken. This vanity doesn't look like it sees much use. We can preen a little to gain one experience. Um, hey Doc, can I look at your books? Sure, if you want to. Not that they're going to do you much good in this doomed forsaken hellhole. You should try being less cheerful, Doc. Check out the books. He surveyed the books and all his shelf. Looks like they're all medical textbooks except for a few. Hmm. The Legend of Curly's Meat. This book tells the story of a legendary treasure. A massive chest full of premium meat, secreted in the hidden sense, not in the extruded sense, in the western desert by an old cowhand named Curly Butterfield. Leaf through the life and works of Fred Ferguson. 
This book purports to be a Civil War surgeon's autobiography, but flipping through it, you mostly just find lists of reasons that drinking alcohol is bad, so it's actually a work of ludicrous speculative fiction. Ha <laughs> ha! At least there are some useful appendices in the back and some diagrams of appendices. You gain three experience. The Goblinoid Tongues, a primer. You start flipping through the Goblin language book. It's confusing at first, but you eventually get so engrossed that by the time you take a break from reading, several blurfs have passed, and you also know that blurf is the goblin word for hour. You've learned to speak goblin, sort of. Make like a tree and leaf. So we actually got a perk from that. We can speak goblin now. The stove is spotless. Either she's really compulsive about cleaning, or she never cooks. Uh, and then there's a pyramid of TNT barrels that are close to the fireplace, and if you get close, the character says, Oh, wow, shouldn't this be further away from the fireplace. Doc Alice continues to pour whiskey down her neck, occasionally stopping to breathe. Um, is everything all right? That depends on how fast I can get this whiskey into my bloodstream compared to how fast my liver filters it out, and I can't talk and drink at the same time, so she glares at you meaningfully. So, uh, I mean, what's the matter, Doc? The, 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 uh, is like, uh, you dash dash as if to say, so what's up, Doc? But then we're not going to say that's so what's the matter, Doc? What's the matter? The whole world's gone to hell in a horse cart, and you ask me, what's the matter? Bandits, cow demons, dead men walking? Why don't you go ahead and pick one, and I'll drink to that? Dead men walking? Haven't you seen it? Corpses and skeletons staggering around like puppets with half their strings cut, looking to take a bite out of the living. Oh, yeah, there was a skeleton in the cemetery. It's nice to get some outside confirmation I'm not losing my damn mind. But how is that possible? It isn't possible. It goes against everything I know about medicine. Dead patients don't get back up. Patience? Oh. Ouch. Doc Alice turns away, grimacing. Every doctor loses one now and again. You, you never get used to it, but, well, it happens. But what doesn't happen is them coming back afterwards and looking for revenge. That must be pretty rough. Rough? Buddy, I don't think you comprehend the situation. It's not just patients. It's neighbors, friends, husbands. Oh. Um. Um, indeed. Turns away from you and focuses her attention back on the bottle. Hmm. Okay, well... We turned our bottle into goblin tongue, so that's cool. Um, let's 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 get a horse. Oh wait, we can we can shovel the cow manure. Every time we walk over to a cow manure, we can shovel it up now, and it gets us one experience. It looks like, so that's cool. Uh, there's like a rock in the ground. It looks kind of like a golf ball, but we can't shovel that. Um, you behold a pale horse. Like, absurdly pale. Alright. Can you sell me a horse? Sure thing. I should warn you, though. Horses get mighty attached to their riders. Once you've bought one, you won't be able to change your mind later. Which one are you interested in? I'm gonna go with the spooky pale one. Hmm. I don't know if there's, like, a game effect for the horse. Good choice. That's a good horse if you like that sort of thing. I'll sell it for a thousand meat. What, what sort of thing? You know, spooky stuff. Spooky stuff? I don't want to get into particulars. Let's just say she sets a certain tone. Uh, let me look at the other options again. Uh, the crazy eyes. Is something wrong with him? Not as such. He's perfectly functional. But... He's always steering off to Thousand Snakes Gulch to chew on the local weed that grows there. And that makes him see crazy things? I think it's more like he does it to forget about the crazy things he sees all the time anyway. Hmm. We're gonna go with a spooky... We can get the basic model. Can you tell me more about him? Four legs with he's a horse with four legs and each leg is a weird horse knee that's double hinged like a book cover. What else? 
Well, he's all his own teeth and all both original eyeballs. He comes with hooves and a tail for no extra charge. Okay, you got anything else? No, this horse is utterly ordinary in every respect. Alright, we're definitely going to get that weird pale horse. Can you sell me a horse? Spooky pale horse. I'll take her. Give her a name. Uh, default name is Epona. We're going to take it. E-P-O-N-A. Are you sure you want to name your horse Epona? Yeah, sure. All right, then. Epona the horse. It's got a nice ring to it. Oh, and I almost forgot. Free with every horse purchase is a complimentary map. You got the item. Southwestern map. Thanks. All right. Now, if we go off the left edge of the screen, once you leave Boring Springs, you won't be able to come back. Any unfinished business you got will forever remain unfinished. Are you sure you're ready to leave? On second thought. Okay, I'm going to end the episode here. And then we can, um, I will check if there's, like, any extra stuff we should do. Uh, and then we'll do, maybe we'll do another episode of this some other time. Uh, I don't know how to save the game. Do I, is it just auto-saved? I'm guessing it just auto-saves. Uh, good luck if it's not auto-saved, because I already closed the program. Alright, folks. Um, this doesn't have a video version, so... Sorry to Patreon backers of the video tier, which is exactly zero people currently, so I don't feel that bad. Um, to everyone else, I'll put a link in the show notes to the West of Loathing um, website, Steam page. I don't... Uh, you can get it for iPad. Uh, you can get it for Switch. You can get it for PC. You can get it for all sorts of stuff. It's, it's built in Unity, so all the stuff that you can get a Unity game to, they probably have it. Anyway, the game is great. It's $11, and um, the people that make it are genuinely, like, funny comedy writers that have been writing funny stuff for over a decade now. And you should patronize them by paying them $11 for this video game. See ya.